listening to the Disco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from RAGBRAI. So this is the podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the nation, uh, including the Ragbri Nation. Uh, we're going to talk about the social end of bicycling. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, Mark, starting to feel like springtime around here. I think it's going to be about 60 degrees today in the great state of Iowa. Seriously? Starting to see a few more bikes like popping out and, um, you know, no more trainer. We can actually get out and ride and not be so bundled up that you can't even feel like you're on a bike. So, um, I don't know. You've been out much lately or what? You know, I've been uh, a little down with the weather. This cold is like three weeks going. And I think I'm just finally getting over with it. So I was going to go out yesterday, but it got windy and cold again. So that uh, that wasn't happening in my world. Uh, maybe uh, today. Yeah, maybe. today today looks like a good one, if not tomorrow. And, um, you know, but the nice thing about it, it used to be like, oh, let's go ride on Thursday because it's, it's only going to be 30 degrees, you know, and then... <laughs> You know, you're worrying about hitting a patch of ice or whatever, and so I, I, I think we've turned the corner. Even though it's not officially spring till what about the 20th or so, we've passed daylight savings time. We got St. Patrick's Day on the horizon. It's time to start riding on a regular basis again, and uh, there's nothing better than riding outdoors, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing lots of riding this weekend. Should be a decent decent weather. I mean, anything that's above freezing in my, my book is pretty good. So, yeah. so you got some plans on the bike? You know, uh, St. Patrick's Day, uh, I'm going to go over to the parade in Des Moines and, and join uh, Brooks and the B Blue Ribbon Bacon Festival float there. But uh, I'm going to bring a bike along so I can get back and forth through town and, and that sort of thing. So I think that'll be the fun way to get around. Oh, that's a good little parade there. Yeah. Throw out some, throw out some beads and different paraphernalia and some shamrocks and and there's probably a little green beer flowing i'm guessing <laughs> i've, and, I've uh, never i've never been to this one so i don't i don't know usually my uh my ems folks they have a, a big saint patrick's day celebration so i'm usually with those folks but uh this year uh since it's on a weekend um yeah i figured it figured it's time to come over and join brooks yeah and, Very and, cool. I, and I think you're just right. I think St. Patrick's Day is that turning point. That's when the weather finally changes. When we start getting some southern winds and things start drying out, and we get some heat back in that uh, that big ball in the sky, and uh, mm -hmm. things yeah. things start changing yeah. for the better, which is good. Yeah. And March Madness. And I just came back from a little trip on spring break, and oh. I was down south in the, for the first time in my life. I went to Graceland. Oh, and, no wow. kidding. And just that's all I can say. It's just absolutely. I mean, I, I grew up on Elvis. My mom yeah. loved Elvis, and I, I've always admired Elvis Presley, but wow. Until you go to Graceland and just see, I mean, it is the, the Mecca. And, um, but it was, I mean, we did the full blown tour where you walk through his, uh -huh. his house and, he he actually had a bicycle hanging in one of his barns. And, nice. Uh, I think El I think they said Elvis liked anything on wheels. So it was um, he m mainly liked fast. I think fast car and fast women. I think was was maybe his <laughs> motto. But but um, 
he he did have a bicycle or two around and he liked horses and different things like that too cool. but uh it was you know and if you like elvis at all and you happen to be anywhere near memphis it's definitely worth a and it's it's a four or five hour little visit there. So yeah. um, so we we typically see what five six Elvises on Ragbri each and every year. So it's a it's a good tradition. And so I figured if I was going to be down near near Memphis Tennessee, I'm going to go to Graceland. Yeah. So no, got that I, one checked off the bucket list. I've been there a couple times. It's a it's a really cool place. I wouldn't say it's the most bikeable neighborhood. Oh no. Um, Ooh, no. and it's a. It, you can tell where Graceland used to be on the outskirts of town. That used to be a farm at one point. And, uh, yeah, it's, but Memphis itself has come a long ways. I mean, you can go down to Beale street and, and mm-hmm. along the Mississippi river, there's plenty of opportunity for bicycling. In fact, I think you can bike all the way down to uh, New Orleans from Memphis. Uh, I think the Mississippi yeah. river trail would take you straight down there. So yeah, it's uh, it's a cool town. I really enjoy that place. Yeah. So it was cool. I didn't do any biking down there. I figured I was with family. We were doing doing the kind of touristy, kind of Griswold like vacation, mm-hmm. and it was it was great though. So it was good to not think about Ragbri for you know three or four days and just do a couple of you know touristy type of things and actually read a book and just you know I mean things like that and then come back and you know we're kind of the way we look at it we put out the the routes this week where you know not not the overnight towns but the actual route so once we get to that point it's kind of a take a deep breath and and relax a minute we had our big town meeting just just the other day so it's kind of like the the end of the first quarter if you will of of ragbri and um so that that really signifies hey we've 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 come to the end of the first period and mm-hmm. towns are doing great and you know, we got the route out and people are starting to, you know, everyone's got an opinion on things, if you if you haven't noticed. <laughs> and um, too short, too long, you know, it's, you know, routes are like porridge. You're never going to keep all the bears happy, but um, it is what it is. So, so let me, this came out yesterday. I watched this on social media as it released the route. Um, and I think it's Tuesday. Um, we've got like 900 feet of climb, right? Yeah, went up a little bit. In, but. in two hills. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> so that means there's one real good monster in there, isn't there? Oh, there's two. Two. You know, one's a little bigger monster, but there's two monsters. All right. All right. There's one, the the Ledges Hill, and I'm I'm going to say Ragbri's never traveled that hill in okay. the past. We've done the Boone Hill before between uh-huh. Ogden and Boone. And it's, a, it's a nice one, no doubt about it. But the one in the ledges, man, oh man, people are going to be cursing me. Uh, <laughs> man, what what are they doing? You know, we've got you know again a hundred feet of climb the the rest of the ride, but those two hills will be uh you know they'll be they'll be swearing at me for 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 good reason. So so my but, advice, and and I actually got this from Jennifer. Somebody guy went out and did ride the Rockies, and and he said, you know. People might think you're weak if you stop on the hill to take a break. And he says, but they don't question it if you stop on the hill to take a picture. 
<laughs> so I take lots of pictures. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's the whole secret. If you're going to stop, yeah. just make it look like you're answering your phone, yeah. checking the map, yeah, just don't walk. Picture. Yeah. yeah. Just don't look miserable. Oh, Keep the smile on your face. Like you meant to do it. Yeah. 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 Checking the chain, just, you know, making, making sure things are good. And, uh, people will ask you, you know, where you're in Iowa. So people, Hey, you doing all right? Yeah, sure. Doing fine. So, uh, catch your breath. You know what? It's not a race. It's a yeah, ride. Yeah. So uh, there is, you know, there is there is no podium. Everyone mm-hmm. gets a podium, you know. You know, sprinkles are for winners, but, you know, rag <laughs> for everyone. Um, so officially, my uh, legislative work, I think, is done. We had our funnel week this week. Our, our bill is probably not going to advance for many reasons. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of things that are, are getting dropped this legislative season. So, uh, so that's okay. Uh, we're in this for the long haul, and no doubt about it. That we're, we're not in a hurry for a bad bill. We want a good bill and uh, good policy for bicycling so okay. uh, we can wait this out and and that's that's what i'm up to this week so okay. yeah so you're yeah just just cruising along and um lots of stuff on your plate i know once we start getting to the warmer weathers we see more kids out on bikes and we see more people out there biking so i'm sure education of of motorists and cyclists is in full swing in your organization yeah we just started uh, our kind of bike to work um survey that we did uh, this week really, that? Yeah. yeah it really got some really great data and information the average bicyclist uh, commute in iowa if you're going to commute by bike is seven and a half miles um okay. people start to get sweaty uh at about three miles they say uh that's when they decide to change clothes or 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 use a shower or something like that but until that point under three miles or under four miles uh you just bike in your work clothes so uh, I thought that was really interesting to get some really cool, cool ideas and, and expect a bigger report coming out from us soon on, on biking to work in Iowa. Cause I think there's some t- real tricks that Iowa bicyclists do. And I, I think that'll be fun. Good. Sounds like almost a podcast down the road too. Hey, there we go. Well, good. Well, I know Murph talked to Brandy from Black Girls Do Bike of Des Moines, and we had a chance to listen to Brandy tell her story mm-hmm. at the draft party over, I think it was at AJ's on Court during about the Bike Expo weekend, Rad Announcement Party weekend. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you listened to that. It was really, really good just to hear her talk and some different things that they're doing. So kind of looking forward to hearing Murph's podcast with her. Yeah, I am too. I've been exposed to the Black Girls Do Bike organization for a while. Uh, Veronica Davis spoke in, in Washington, D.C. when I was there once, and, and it was really interesting to get her perspective as, as you know, a person of color who's out uh, – uh, getting into bicycling and loves this sport just as much as we do. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see uh, listen to Murph's podcast and and uh, see what they talk about this week. All right, let's get to the show. Just Go Bike podcast listeners. This is Kathy Murphy, aka Murph. And today I'm here with Brandy Miller. Hey, Brandy, how are you doing? 
I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. Well, I met Brandy last month at the People for Bikes event called Draft in Des Moines, where she spoke about a national organization called Black Girls Do Bike. Brandy is a Shiro for the Des Moines chapter, and I really enjoyed meeting her and hearing her story, and I thought it'd be great to bring her onto the podcast. So let's get started, Brandy. How would you describe your current style of bicycling? Well, I would describe it as very social, leisurely, uh-huh. and just fun. Definitely. It's, it's pretty easy to smile when you're bicycling. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and, um, you know, you're like most kids. You had a bike or rode a bike when you were a little kid. But how would you describe um, the situation that got you back into cycling as an adult? I'm glad you asked. Yeah. This has changed my life, actually. Oh, my. A friend of mine was at my house, and we were wrapping up a Bible study, and she just casually mentioned that she needed to start getting ready for RAGBRAI. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'd be interested in that. And she said, really? And I said, really? And she said, you could ride my daughter's bike. And so I was thinking, wow, um, this lady is going to let me ride her daughter's bicycle, and she's going to help me get to RAGBRAI. Another unique thing about her is she's also a black female, mm-hmm. and I don't really know black females that, like, go do rag drive. Right. so I was really excited um, that she was so willing to help me, and so that's where my journey began, was in my living room with someone who was willing to help show me the way, mm-hmm. and I realized that rag bride was different than the type of biking I've ever done as far as going out and just casually riding, you know, with my children, so... Um, I knew it was going to be an adventure, and it was about riding across the state of Iowa, and it seemed like a very impossible feat right. to do. And so, um, so that's what got me back in and was wanting to do RAGBRAI. I am in my midlife right now, mm-hmm. and so instead of having a midlife crisis, I'm having like a midlife exploration. Excellent. <laughs> so, this was like perfect timing is to try to new and different things. Sure. Well, how would you describe like... You know, did you end up doing RAGBRAI that year? I did. I did. It was just this last year. So I'm actually coming into my first school year of cycling, and um, I did. I completed the whole thing. Um, so I got hooked right away. You know, once I got out and saw all the beautiful trails out there and just how peaceful it was, and, you know, I could go out and just explore. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just it was just such a, a relaxing environment that I just got really excited about going out and doing my training and accomplishing more and more miles and trying new and different trails and just exploring the town I pretty much grew up in. I'm a native of Des Moines and I didn't even know all these trails existed. I didn't know all the beauty that was there. Yeah, and isn't it amazing to see Iowa by bicycle versus by vehicle? There's such a big difference as far as slowing down and seeing trees and animals and just, it, it, Iowa's beautiful. It is, it is. It's, it's funny you say that because now I know places only by bicycle. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, <laughs> so, you know, having rode to Jefferson before, I never drove to Jefferson. Um, or Cooper, or any of these places, but I I know how to get there on bike. Oh, that's (laughs) That's great, yeah. So, uh, I'm sure this is, I already know the answer to this, but are you still riding your friend's daughter's bike? Actually, I never rode her bike. Um, 
that got me started. Um, the thought that I could, but her daughter's taller than me, so I'm only five foot. I'm a little short lady. Oh, okay. And so I had to end up buying a bike. So I went to the Bike World's uh, warehouse sale at the end of February last year and purchased my first road bike. And so I actually rode that all through my training and on rag rides. Nice, nice. And have you uh, gotten the, the bug to upgrade your bike or turn it in for a new bike? Actually, I have. Actually, actually, the bike I want, I want a fat tire bike. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I was on the bike trail one day, and I saw somebody, like, veer off the trail, and they got on a dirt trail, and they could do some different things with the bike, like go up, up over the railroad tracks. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I want a fat tire bike now. So I, I can see myself someday getting different bikes for different things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I I got that bug a long time ago. I understand exactly. What is it? You've kind of hit a little bit on it, but what would you say about cycling uh, do you enjoy the most? I would say the freedom that I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I'm out there, I mean, there's other people on the trail, but I can go as fast as I want, as slow as I want. I don't feel like I'm in a hurry. You know, it's quiet for the most part. I now have a speaker. So I can play my music, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I can just go get lost. Yeah. And then I like that I can go get ice cream or pancakes, <laughs> and so I like to ride to places that have either pancakes or ice cream. Excellent. <laughs> and it's almost guilt-free because you're exercising to get there, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into um, your organization that you're part of called Black Girls Do Bike. And I think that I mentioned that it is actually a national organization, but I think it's actually a world organization, isn't it? It's actually, um, and it's, it's in the United States. We do have one chapter that's in Antigua. Oh, okay. Um, so, it, but, so it's pretty much through the, the state. Okay. And tell us a little bit about what, uh, what it is. Okay. Well, Black Girls Do Bike is actually a movement, and the movement is to get more women of color on bicycles. Um, Our vision, at least, is to establish a comfortable place where seasoned and new female cyclists can support one another, and we coordinate rides and promote sharing skills, and we are very open to those who are just bike curious. Excellent. And how did Black Girls Do Bike come into your life? Well, the funny thing is I, I fell in love with biking and noticing that there's not a lot of black women um, out on trails and things of that nature, or even that I know of that bike. And I thought, I want to get me a jersey that says black girls do bike too. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, may not see us, but we, we like to bike too. And so as I typed in black girls do bike, all of a sudden I came across the national website for black girls do bike oh. and all of a sudden i saw these pictures of all of these black women on bicycles like you know like cycling and i was so excited and so um kind of got distracted by the women and, and the, the organization and the movement that i forgot about my jersey <laughs> <laughs> and so i told my friend i said um after i've completed my first year of cycling i want to bring a black girls do bike chapter because I, I looked to see if we had one, and we did not. So I reached out to, um, her name was, um, oh, my, Monica. I'm sorry, I reached out to Monica Garrison. She is our founder. And um, 
she told me how I could become a shero and what the requirements were. And so in my heart early on, I knew that this was going to happen, but I wanted to at least learn more about trails and get through my first year so I could be able to have something to be able to pass down to someone else with me being so new. Right. And, and then my friend Dana, the one who was, you know, helping me along the way for Ragbri, she agreed to partner with me with the chapter. So she has more biking experience. And so I have excitement and she's excited too. And but she has a lot more biking experience. So it's between the two of us, um, we think we can help other ladies along the way. Right. And with, you know, a year under your belt, you're still a fairly new cyclist. So I'm sure that you, everything is top of mind and fresh when you interact with somebody else who's maybe just starting out cycling. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, being new is showing people what a year can do, you know. So within a year, I mean, you can learn a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming that's true, especially uh, with mind and body, figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Absolutely. And even just about your body and about, you know, the type of bike. You know, the bike I I purchased, you know, when I purchased it, they asked me what was my goal. Well, my goal at the time was to ride Ragbri, so Mm -hmm. I ended ended up with a road bike. Um, But now that I have a little bit more information, I might have a little bit different with my bike. Um, my bike has these cheater brakes on it, and I don't even use them. Mm-hmm. And they actually take up space on my handlebars. <laughs> so sure, sure. That would be probably one thing I would change. But anyway. Sure. Well, tell us about a, either a bike ride or a biking adventure you've done. Oh, other than rag rides? Yeah. Have you, um, any other see. adventures? Well, actually, I did ride the mayor's ride. That was my first community ride. Um, to get used to riding with a group of people. And that was really fun because I got to see the various characters out there on bikes and just, you know, just how people really get into costumes and have big old speakers on their bikes. It was (laughs) just just fun watching all of the people, you know, line up for the mayor's ride. And so I I rode the mayor's ride. I joined a group um, called BAPRI, so it's a RAGBRAI training program through the Des Moines Cycling Club. Mm-hmm. And through that program, um, they help train you and, and you give you mileage um, for, you know, for RAGBRAI. But I got to actually ride almost every single trail just by being a part of that group. Oh, nice. It's um, a great way to so, learn the area. Absolutely. And that was my goal is I want to hit all of these, these trails so therefore I know where they are. And then, therefore, I can also show other ladies we don't have to always keep getting on at Waterworks. Mm-hmm. Not that that's bad, but there's so much more, like Ankeny, and we can ride up to Woodward and eat pancakes at Cayenne's, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but, um, but as far as group riding, I've done the mayor's ride, I've done rag ride, and then I just did the training rides on the various trails. Mm-hmm. It was very smart of you, though, to to do the mayor's ride, knowing that on actual RAGBRAI, there would be so many people, more people than what you're used to uh, when you're doing your training rides on trails. Yeah, absolutely. I do wish I would have rode more on the highway. Um, For most of my training, I did ride on the trails, and I I didn't realize, having never done RAGBRAI, that you're riding on the highway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so um, that was an experience. I mean, I was fine. 
but um, it was just, you know, sometimes that sun is really on you versus you get spoiled with the foliage with the, yeah. and the trails. Yeah. And you can get distracted by the scenery. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the trails versus, you know, after a while you got cornfields, but people come along and start talking with you and, you know, it, it's still real fun. Right, right. Well, how do you see bicycling continue to fit into your future? Well, um, since we've launched um, Black Girls Do Bike Des Moines chapter, we just had our first informational meeting this past Monday. We had 14 ladies come and sign up with us, so we are so excited. So now it's all about coordinating rides and um, partnering with um, other, you know, biking folks in the community. And I, I just see so much down the road, maybe even doing something with youth and, you know, getting some helmets out to women. Mm-hmm. hearing information about bike safety, and, and, and in particular into the urban areas, um, you know, where we can be a a role model to other young people of color to be able to see, um, you know, parents on bikes. For example, I've never seen my mother ride a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm sure, you know, she rode a bicycle as a kid, but I've never seen her as an adult. I don't... I've never seen my grandmother on a bicycle, so I don't see too many black women on bicycles, and not really even black men, um, other than now I see on on the trail. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to see adults riding bikes, I think kids can see that they can continue biking as a healthy activity, even into adulthood, but also learn how to do it safely, you know, early on. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't ride a, ride my bike with a helmet at all. Right. And even as an adult, I didn't ride with a helmet. I didn't start riding with a helmet until my friends started training me for rag ride. And so now I wouldn't dare leave my house without a helmet. Yeah, I so agree. I think, you know, going into my community and being a, a, a picture of someone who actually rides a bike as an adult and I wear a helmet. So therefore, if it's cool for me, it's cool for you too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I can see so many different opportunities. But right now, we really want to grow our group. We want to get more black women on bicycles. Um, like to do some family things within our group. Do some group community rides. Learn more about um, bike safety, and um, and just see where things go. That sounds awesome. It's really an exciting time for you. Absolutely. And then I guess I should have asked you this earlier. Did you ever end up getting a Black Girls Do Bike jersey? It's so funny you ask. I actually <laughs> just ordered it like yeah. one month ago. No way. So <laughs> it finally <laughs> took me that many months. But I did order one because I wanted to be here by the Mayor's Ride. Because the Mayor's Ride is going to be our first um, group ride as a chapter. And so I'm excited about people being able to see our jersey and to see that black girls really do bike. Yeah, yeah. Well, if somebody wants to learn more about Black Girls Do Bike, how can they do so? Well, actually, you can go to our national website, which is blackgirlsdobike.com, and then you'll be able to see all the exciting things that are going on. Um, We have over 75 chapters across um, the state, and... Um, and those are led by 100 different She-Rolls. So going to the website will basically get you plugged in. We don't have locally our own website. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a closed Facebook group, but that is just for our writers. So because we coordinate rights through that, and it's for the safety of our women. Sure. Um, we do have a, a Twitter page. 
um, which is uh, BGDB Des Moines. And that's also our Instagram. And so we're, you know, putting some pictures up there. Um, and I'm learning Twitter and Instagram. So, <laughs> um, I, all of this is still somewhat new to me. But um, but our national um, webpage would give you so much information. And our chapter is even linked from there. There's also an online store where people can buy the Black Girl Dubai um, gear. And... Um, so that's how you can get more information. If you are a lady interested in writing with us, then you can find us on our close Facebook account. Okay. Um, through Facebook, and that is Black Girls Do Bike Des Moines. Okay. And then hopefully one of their first questions when they meet you is, all right, where's the best pancake in this area? Yes, I'll be happy to show them. Well, speaking of food, Ragbri is known for pie. So uh, you've had one Ragbri under your belt. Um, What would you say is your favorite pie? Well, my actual favorite pie was not on Ragbri. My favorite pie is actually sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie. It's similar to pumpkin pie, but I think better. Um, (laughs) Nice. Um, so that's my favorite pie. But I did get to eat a piece of pie on Ragbri. It was kind of hard because I don't eat pork. And so um, some of the pies, you know, are made with lard. Right. And so I was like, oh, no, I, I, can't, I don't know, you know, you know what the, the pie's made out of. Well, I came to this one church that had this pancake buffet, but by the way, it was the best. Okay. <laughs> there was a lady there who I could actually ask how she made the pie. Was there anybody in their church group that made the pies that they knew the ingredients? And they, there was one lady that made hers with vegetable shortening, and it was a raspberry pie. And so I ate pie on rack rice with raspberry, and I had vanilla ice cream, and I had a pancake buffet all at the same oh time. Oh, my it gosh. Amazing. They had <laughs> cornmeal pancakes, blueberry pancakes, buckwheat pancakes, gluten-free pancakes, regular pancakes, all of this, and pie. Oh, $10. my gosh. Oh my goodness! And it was I was in decor. Was, was that decor? It was a anyway. I forget the location, but right, it, it, it started to get hilly in that area. But hands down, yes, I did enjoy the pie. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the best stops when you've got all your favorite foods in one place. You know, guilt free. You've been biking all week. Oh gosh, I can't wait for Ragbri. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed uh, learning more about um, your movement with the Black Girls Do Bike and then also just your story. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. Sure, sure. Well, listeners, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This quote comes from Mrs. Murphy's Law. You cannot tell for certain ahead of time which side of the bread to put the butter on. Think about it. We've reached the end of another Just Go Bike podcast. You can find our show notes at justgobike.net. What do you want to talk about? Find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Just Go Bike. Be sure to subscribe, leave comments, and join us next week for more. TJ, who, who brings us this show? Who makes this possible? Well, I'm going to mix it up a little bit, Mark. I'm going to start off with Primal Wear out of Denver, Colorado. 
good friends of ours, good friends of yours. And, you know, they just make some fantastic riding apparel from shorts, jerseys, you, you name it. If you're doing custom jerseys, you better get on it right now because they're taking orders and they'll make you look good on Ragbri or any other event. So Primal is one of our great sponsors. Also Bikes to You, a Ragbri charter, as well as a bike shop out of Grinnell. Craig and April Cooper have been doing that for a long time. They'll fix your bike great or sell you a nice bicycle, but they'll also treat you uh, the way you should be treated. So last but not least is Think Iowa City, also the Iowa City Corville Convention and Visitor Bureau. We're working a lot with those folks uh, putting together RAGBRAI this year. It's the Friday night stop. They also host a whole lot of events, and I know it's a great uh, bike-friendly community. Just just being there every other week, we're starting to see just more and more people out there riding. What a what a great town uh, to have Ragbri in, or just to, to ride in. So um, thanks to those sponsors for making our podcast possible. All right. Um, on our closeout, I got the literary bicyclist quote, so we're going to highbrow this close a little bit. There you go. James Stars said melancholy is incompatible with bicycling i think that says it all let's be happy and just go bike Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.